joining you from our headquarters in Madison, Wisconsin, USA, this is Callie with Let's Be Frank, a Franklin Fueling Systems podcast for anyone wanting to learn about all things petroleum equipment. In this series, we will chat about how regulations are affecting our industry and how our products and installation services can help us create efficiencies for fueling systems. Happy podcasting, everyone. This is our 10th episode, and thank you for listening along. For this episode, I think it's important that we explore stage one and stage two vapor recovery. So we will be speaking with Jeff Stry, product manager of our dispensing systems product line, and he's going to help me understand what vapors are, how to catch them, and what products to use for vapor recovery. So let's begin. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Kelly. What is a vapor and how is it formed? Well, a vapor is really just a, uh, a fuel in a gaseous state in our, in our business. And that's what we think of as just the fuel um, in, in a form that uh, is moving around in the air. How are vapors created? Well, it changes from a liquid state to a gaseous state, and that's, uh, that's how they're created. They're you know, they're, 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 they live down in the underground storage tanks or in the tanks of vehicles, and, and that's, where they're, that's where they reside. Okay. So from my understanding, for something to be turned into a gaseous state, it would need to be hot or um, exposed to some elements to turn vapors from fuel to a gaseous vapor. Right. And... You know, if we take clean air, for example, which uh, which we breathe every day, and we put that clean air down in the underground storage tank, and it mixes with that fuel, um, now that air is going to change into a uh, a gaseous fugitive emission is really what we call it. It's 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 oh. a gaseous uh, state that we don't want to breathe that in at that point. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So they're you know very bad for the environment. So. Why is it important to remove vapors from people's cars or from the underground storage tank? Well, you know, I think I think of it as really four reasons why we want to okay. uh, remove um, this, the, these fuel vapors from from uh, from the air, and it comes down to this: you know, when you have fuel in the underground storage tank, it mixes with that air. All of a sudden, it creates additional pressure down in the underground storage tank. And if that extra pressure exists, it's going to push that uh, vapor out the uh, air stack, okay. the vent stack, and that goes out into our atmosphere. So that creates uh, air pollution. So mm-hmm. that's one reason why we want to remove those gases. You know, another reason would be uh, if you have leaks in the underground storage tank, that can create uh, ground pollution, right? You know, underwater Air, air, water quality. Spillage. If you spill on the forecourt somewhere, um, those are that, those that gasoline that's laying around on the forecourt is going to turn into vapor up into the atmosphere, and we you know, do uh, harm to our atmosphere. Yeah. And then at the fueling point, when you're fueling your vehicle, um, if if you are doing something to capture those vapors, you're pushing fuel into that fuel tank, and it's coming back, and you're breathing in those vapors coming out of the fuel tank. So it's pretty harmful for human health, but also for the environment as well. Harmful for the environment as well. That's right. And from what I understand, these are combustible fumes. So if someone is maybe doing something wrong at a gas station, like maybe smoking, they could end up even more injured if there's a lot of vapors present. It can be very dangerous for sure. All right. So how do we capture them? 
what do we use to capture them and what happens to vapors when we capture them? Sort of a lot, but let's break it down. Sure. So we, you know, we capture vapors really in the fueling business uh, in one of two ways. Um, we call it stage one and stage two vapor recovery. And in uh, stage one vapor recovery, that's where uh, when the fuel, the, the giant fuel tank shows up at the gas station to deliver the fuel to the underground storage tank. Um, in the old days, the truck would just connect their hose to the underground storage tank, start filling it up, and the vapors would escape out into the atmosphere. Today, with oh. stage one vapor recovery, we have an additional hose that connects from that tank then back to the truck. They capture those vapors as they push the fuel down into the underground storage tank. And then when the truck goes back to refill, it returns those vapors back to uh, the terminal. That makes sense. And right. it allows for, you know, safer fuel dropping and, um, you know, an all-around safer environment for customers as well. Right. And then we see the same uh, type of thing happen with stage two vapor recovery. So okay. stage two vapor recovery occurs when the, when the customer shows up with the vehicle. Um, they're going to fill that vehicle up. So when you put the fuel into the vehicle, we then capture those vapors that come back and put them back down into the underground storage tank. So stage two vapor recovery is kind of like almost like a smaller version of stage one vapor recovery. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So focusing a little bit more on stage two vapor recovery, what equipment do we sell for it? And are there different types to capture vapors in the stage two system? Uh, you know, the, the equipment that we use today, um, it, it, it includes uh, a whole system that works together, okay? So it starts with uh, the nozzle. The nozzle is specifically designed to uh, do simultaneously fueling the vehicle. At the same time, it's pulling back the vapors back into that nozzle. In order to get those vapors down into the underground storage tank, it has a coaxial action. So fuel's going one way and vapor's going the other. And that, and that goes back through our vapor recovery hose, which has fuel going down uh, the outside of the hose and vapors coming back on a tube on the inside of the hose. Oh, so, you know, someone's at a gas station, they might not be able to physically see the inside of the hose, but they can imagine fuel coming out part of it and then vapors returning in the other part of the hose on the inside. That's correct. Yep. And then we have other things that go along with it, such as uh, breakaways that are a safety feature in case the, uh, the customer would drive off without returning the, the nozzle to the dispenser. Um, it's, it's a specially designed breakaway for vapor recovery that we use. Uh, and then one of the key pieces to that system then is, is what we call a a vapor recovery pump, and that's used in a VAC assist system. Um, there are two different types of vapor recovery systems. The type that we use here at Franklin is a VAC assist system, so it requires a vacuum to then assist in pulling back those vapors. The other system that we don't offer but is available, uh, and, and it's called a balance system, and it's simply uh, just like the name uh, uh, speaks of, when you put fuel in, the vapors that are displaced have to go somewhere. And so the balance system captures those vapors, and it's just a balancing of fuel going in and vapors coming out. Sure. So let's break that down a little more. Can you explain what the VAC assist system is? Maybe where the vacuum, vapor vacuum pump sits in the fuel site and 
a little bit more about how that works. Sure. So in a VAC assist system, there's really two ways you can do it. You can do what's called a dispenser mounted VAC system. Um, and that's where the vacuum sits down in the, in the dispenser itself. Um, and the other way to do it is a central vacuum system where the, the vacuum sits in a centralized location and, and then pulls vacuum for any dispenser that's being used at that time. Okay, so thinking about this a little more, so if you have a central vacuum assist system, it could sit maybe in the tank sump and pull uh, vapors from all of the dispensers? Correct. Or, you know, you could also locate it maybe behind the gas station in, in oh. a cabinet. So, you know, it depends. Your, your underground piping for those systems is, is dependent on where sure. you put it. Okay. So where do vapor recovery systems work who requires them do we do we use them in the midwest here you know you know beginning in the, around the uh, year 2000 um, we, there was a change in the way vapor recovery was done and the EPA uh, decided to uh, put the uh, the onus on the car manufacturers to do vapor recovery and as such they developed something called uh, ORVR which stands for onboard refueling vapor recovery and that's where there's a carbon canister that's uh, in every vehicle that's produced now nowadays in the United States. And, th and those canisters then do the job of, of vapor recovery and capturing those vapors um, and then burning, the, injecting those vapors into the engine so it's burned off as the car is being run. It's very efficient. So no, uh, as you're fueling your vehicle, gas is going in and clean air is really coming out at that point. But what about places that do require vapor recovery? Right. So there are still states, uh, specifically California, that has a, a large number of vehicles that are operating on the road that are prior to the year 2000. And so those vehicles um, don't have a mandate to uh, go back and retrofit with an ORVR canister. Oh. And so as such, they're still under the, uh, the guidelines of using stage two uh, vapor recovery equipment. Okay, and what about around the world? What sort of vapor recovery systems do other countries use and do they differ a whole lot? Yeah, so what we see is uh, countries that are industrialized uh, countries uh, mainly uh, in need for vapor recovery equipment. And so we do have um, sales of our vapor recovery equipment around the world, predominantly in countries such as China, uh, India, Middle East, uh, we're seeing developments now in, in uh, our neighbor down to the south of Mexico, um, and then uh, South America. So there are a lot of places that are developing their countries that are going to be in need of uh, ways to make their, their environment cleaner and safer. Yeah. What, do you, what sort of systems do you recommend for these other countries, and do they all use the same Healy brand uh, vapor recovery systems, or do some use, um, you know, I, you mentioned ORVR. I know that enhanced vapor recovery is what we use in California. Do they have certain specifications on what is recommended, or what are your thoughts? Well, I think in these other countries, a lot of times it's regulation-driven, so um, uh, they do specify what type of vapor recovery equipment they want to see. Um, usually it's uh, has guidelines so that they have competition and they, they're able to uh, bring in 
competing uh, uh, requirements so that they're able to get the best deal. And so we're usually uh, involved in those uh, negotiations and, and, and we're offering part of our system to uh, solve the problem in those countries. So Jeff, how long have we been selling vapor recovery products and systems? Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, we, we uh, have acquired a company called Healy. They were originally out of uh, Hudson, New Hampshire, uh, and the company was originally named Cambridge Engineering, and that was founded back in uh, 1965. Uh, they entered the petroleum market in 1972, and in 1983, they developed a new concept for vapor recovery, and that was the very first vapor uh, vac assist system that was introduced uh, to, to uh, the world. Um, and in 1990, they changed the name to Healy and introduced, at that point, it was our 400 nozzle with uh, our mini jet pump. And that was really what we saw as the first system that was out there to uh, do vapor recovery. And of course, now uh, we've moved that uh, Healy system to Madison, Wisconsin, and we're supporting uh, such things as the enhanced vapor recovery, which you talked about um, out in California is the main system for, for California. So what is the, you know, what is our history with Healy? How many vapor recovery systems do we have? How many nozzles do we have out there? How long have people been using? Wow. So we, you know, like I mentioned that we had uh, introduced the 400 nozzle back in 1990. And today we're using the 900 nozzle, uh, which is uh, an enhanced vapor recovery nozzle. And it's really the uh, a thinking nozzle in that it, uh, is so smart, it's able to differentiate between vehicles that have an ORVR canister on board or whether it doesn't, and it actually changes uh, proportionality in that nozzle dependent on, on how the vehicle uh, shows up. Um, this nozzle is so successful. Uh, we have probably over 60,000 nozzles in operation today in California. Wow. And around the world, what sort of vapor recovery systems are being used from Healy? Well, we have our 600 bootless nozzle that we use around the world. It's called our international nozzle. Um, and that nozzle is used in ch places like China and Asia, uh, Middle East, again, Mexico, sure. uh, of course. So, uh, And we still use the 600 nozzle in certain parts of the United States today. Yeah. What's the future for vapor recovery? What do you see as, um, you know, new standards and what do you think the different states are going to be doing? Well, I think the future of uh, vapor recovery in the United States is is uh, on the way down due to the, the introduction of the ORVR canister. And so uh, what we see is in places like California, which still has the, uh, you know, their state still requires it. Um, in the years to come, when they decide to move away from vapor recovery, uh, I still see them using some of the technology that was uh, introduced, um, things such as the spitless features, the dripless features that our, our nozzle currently has today are going to be incorporated into something called an, an eco-nozzle. And that eco-nozzle is going to be a conventional type nozzle, but still have some of the engineering characteristics that have brought about some of the, 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 the features that we like to see in California. Sure. Well, thank you so much for speaking on this episode of Vapor Recovery, Jeff. 
Great. Thanks for asking me to come. It's been fun. Yeah, this is really good. And if you want to learn more about our nozzles and our uh, vapor recovery systems, you can always check us out online at university.ffspro.com.